0: The Avengers. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Earth's Mightiest Heroes type thing. Avengers, time to work for a living. That's my secret. I'm always angry. I am on the side of life. You get hurt, hurt him back. You get killed, walk it off. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. I'm your host, Andrew, and I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers. This week, we have a very special episode. I am joined by a very special guest, Keith Elwin, who is a pinball champion and game designer. And we are going to talk about a new pinball machine release from Stern Pinball Avengers Infinity Quest. So, Keith, welcome on onto the show.
1: Great, great. Thanks for having me. So, uh,
0: just as a, a, by way of introduction... When I say Keith is a pinball champion, that is, that is a very accurate statement. A, a quick Google search of, of Keith brings up, I've got here 17 different uh, Papa Championships, 15 Twin Galaxies number one scores, and a current International Flipper Pinball Association rank of number five in the world. That's a, a quite the accomplishment, quite the, quite the impressive list there.
1: Probably brings up a lot of very old photos and other uh, embarrassing things, but thank you. Yeah, I've been competing <laughs> since... 1993. uh, I won, yeah, like you said, a few world championships. I was ranked one for many years. Uh, Kind of tailed off lately, but uh, I still enjoy uh, competing and uh, just playing the game of pinball.
0: Yeah, I think the, you know, most everything is uh, tailed off in the last uh, six to nine months, unfortunately. So Keith, (laughs) obviously, since this is a a comics podcast, you know, uh, comic books, Often deal with origin stories. So Keith, how did you get into pinball? What's your origin story with pinball?
1: I've been playing pinball since I was uh, like seven or eight years old. I'm right now I'm 49, uh, so I've been playing a very long time. I've always loved pinball. I uh, kind of my background is electronics and uh, graphic design, and I ended up uh, buying some pinball machines and then putting them out at bars for people to play. And that kind of grew and grew. And I started kind of working, restoring them, whatever. And one of my when passion projects have always been to build one myself and so uh, I approached my brother who's a, a programmer he's like hey do you interest in a, a building our own pinball machine and he's like well, I don't know I don't know and then a couple of years goes by and, and Archer became really popular in the world and he's like well, how about let's make an Archer pinball and he loved the show, too. So he's like, yeah, let's do it. So uh, we did it. You know, we worked in a garage for a couple of years. We built our own pinball machine. And uh, the word kind of got back to uh, Stern Pinball. And they were looking for some new designers. So uh, they actually had to ship it to them so they can look at it. And then uh, kind of got hired on the spot. And I've been designing pinball machines since 2017
0: now. Very cool. So, so what is it? Uh, obviously, you said, you know, this got back to Stern. But what is it that draws you? Uh, particularly to Stern as a company to work with?
1: I mean, if if you're going to work in pinball, you're going to want to work with Stern because they definitely are the number one uh, manufacturer of pinballs. Uh, I'm doing a design every year, so uh, I know that... Everything I'm working on now, it, it's going to be real within a year. People are going to be playing it, and that's an amazing feeling. Uh, there are you know, other companies, their uh, cadence of a release is a lot slower. Uh, I think that would drive me crazy, having this really cool thing I want to show the world, but can't. you, you got to wait. So, uh, I'm, I'm working at the perfect company for that.
0: Awesome. You know, Obviously, like we mentioned you know, you are a, a very skilled player, um, and, and pinball is generally thought of by most people as kind of a leisure activity. So what, what is it that drives you has driven you to achieve this level of excellence uh you know to take pinball this far
1: Uh, it's just something about it the the kinetics the artwork everything about it has always appealed to me ever since i was very young so uh you know kind of living a dream is because i always dreamed when i was a kid i would uh Take a piece of plywood, hammer a bunch of nails in it, put some rubber bands across it, and just make whatever game I could. I'd make my parents play with me. And so it's kind of funny that I ended up being a a pinball designer. And uh, I'm trying to, uh, you know, I'm trying to bring new ideas in while retaining some of the the old school look and feel of pinball. And it's fun. Every day is a wonderful day. Yeah, it's it's
0: been real fun. I've been doing, you know, some research obviously getting ready for this interview um, into pinball and its history. And you mentioned the art and, and whatnot. what and I mean these machines are just so cool looking. I mean the lights, the color, the various you could say mechanics, the kinetics of it. It's always just so visually appealing. Um watching some of the videos uh for this particular machine, I've really been drawn in. I'm going, oh man, I got to I got to go find a place like near me that that has some machines so i can i can play and, and kind of dive into this
1: yeah you know that's one of the major <laughs> i wouldn't say advancements because it's not exactly new technology but in pinball it's considered an advancement you know the uh, the color changing leds that are now you know prevalent in games that you were know, five years ago they they were just kind of brand new and we'd sprinkle one or two in but now you know every game we build is full of uh, leds many of them uh color changing and just the limitless shows in uh you know, presentation you can do using these. It's amazing.
0: That's very cool. So obviously this is a Marvel-themed pinball. And really kind of more specifically looking at this, this is a very Marvel comics-themed. Um, I've seen that. Uh, seen Stern has done a number of other machines that tend to focus more toward the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the films. Um, this one is very comics-driven, the art style and everything. Uh, so what, what is your background if you have any with, with comics, have you been a comic reader? Are you a comic reader?
1: It's funny, I was never really much into comics. Growing up, I, I used to collect mad magazines, and I still have my collection. Uh, you know, Cracked, you know, those kind of comedy, uh, comic magazines. Uh, and then when I was approached to do this project, uh, obviously I know uh, Marvel from the cinematic universe, but uh, I, I did, wasn't terribly familiar with the comics, so I, I went and bought a bunch of the comics and started reading them all. And I was like, "Oh, this is really you know I always thought you know comics were kid related, but the, um, I'm reading this. It's like, no, this is really you know teenage to adult stuff." And uh, so I, I went through uh, uh, Infinity Quest. I read through uh, Infinity. I mean, the uh, Infinity Gauntlet, and uh, that was the storyline uh, that we were it was kind of a mix of, of comics infinity and the uh thanos quest so uh, that's why we kind of merged the names for the name of the pinball to get infinity quest
0: okay yeah i mean it's funny like i didn't personally didn't even get into comics until uh college so you know i, I I understand what you're saying about always kind of thinking they were a kid thing and not really being interested. And then uh, I had a dead weekend and went to New York comic con with some friends and it was like, Oh, Oh no, this is, this is different than, than I thought.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't know. For whatever reason, I just had the stereotype. Uh, it's the kids thing. But uh, like I said, I was actually blown away reading these, uh, how they articulate towards, uh, you know, all age groups. It wasn't some dumb storyline. It's it's actually very well written.
0: Yeah. And it definitely strikes me that uh, just looking at the machine, that you know, you definitely got influences from the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, one of the characters that I've, I noticed in particular that was down towards the, the the player end of the machine, there's a there's a big collection of characters, and one of them happens to be Adam Warlock,
1: who <laughs>
0: who is not who is a it's a personal favorite character of mine, but is obviously not one that's shown up in the in the films, and is not even really a, a big comics one but but plays very heavily in the infinity gauntlet so y- your research definitely shows
1: yeah i uh i came across him he's like oh this guy's cool because you know obviously i'm familiar with the cinematic uh uh endgame um uh, i was like i don't know who this guy is but uh yeah he's definitely uh the driving force behind all this so yeah i wanted to get him in there even though he's not really in the storyline of the pinball the fact that uh, marvel said yeah go hit him Put him in there because he is so important to the comic. Uh, so that was cool.
0: Yeah, he he starts off very much as a nineteen uh, seventies alien Jesus Christ superstar, and uh, goes from there. It's, it's it's very crazy character, but I I really enjoy it.
1: Yeah, yeah, he definitely adds a different dynamic to uh, your uh, your heroes there.
0: Yeah. So seeing as how comics are such a visual means of storytelling. How did you guys really try and take advantage of this particular medium when you're designing the game? Um, again, just watching the videos that you guys have for this, there really does seem like there's a lot of storyline kind of driving the players. Um, so how do you guys uh, strive to achieve that with the, with the pinball?
1: So the, the direction we went for on this was kind of more of a fighting game. Uh, we, we're kind of banking on people knowing this storyline through the, that cinematic universe and so, you know, we were, we kind of set out on a path to make a fighting game that everyone knows the storyline. Everyone knows, hey, you know, Thanos needs these gems, you know, trying to bring get the gems. The only kind of liberty we took is we gave uh, each Black Order member a gem. And, okay, they have the gem. They're, they're trying to get it back to Thanos. So it's up to the Avengers to stop them. So basically, how the Avengers are stopping them is they're going through Doctor Strange's portal and they're basically just having a one on one, sometimes two or three in one fight to uh, win back that gem. Uh, so that's kind of how we're showing we're like you know, Doctor Strange is like, Here, go, here, do this. Okay, great, you got the gem. No, we lost the gem. Okay, now Thanos has that gem. We can't let him get any more gems because the more gems he gets, the more powerful he becomes, obviously. So, it's, it's kind of a very basic storyline because I think everybody's familiar with this story. So, that gave us liberty to, to focus on you know, making it more of a, a game of fights and battles, good, evil type
0: thing. Yeah, I took a look at the the rule sheets that's available for, for the game. And I was just blown away by how much stuff you guys can cram into this game, and how many different aspects of play you're able to to put into a single machine. Like, how do you guys how do you guys manage to do that?
1: It is it is tricky. Um, so. You know, many years ago, uh, people just didn't have pinball machines in their house. They, they were built for taking your quarters at the bar, at the location. Uh, they were built for, you know, quick play, quick turnaround. And about, you know, 10 years ago, all of a sudden they became this huge collector's item. Everyone wanted them for their home. You know, the problem is when you buy a brand new pinball machine, they're not cheap. So, you know, people are paying this money. They want, uh, you know, they want all these rules. They want all this thing to, you know, keep them entertained. They want to see new stuff all the time. So it's a very tough balance to make a game that's approachable by, you know, novice players still who goes to the bar to drop in their money. They don't care about the story. They don't care about seeing, you know, all the way through the end of the game. They just want to be entertained for a bit. And for those who do want the whole story, uh, they want to be entertained in their home for a long time and discover new things. It's it's a really tricky balance to uh, balance those two. Uh, I think we're doing a Good job with it on this game. You can uh, you can just press start. You you know it does spin uh, Doctor Strange's disc a few times, and all of a sudden you're you're battling a Black Order member. So uh, you know it's very straightforward at the beginning, but then it, there's also a lot of strategies at the back end of the game, uh, depending on which gems you have and how you use them. Uh, so it's uh, should keep you and people entertained for a while. I hope.
0: So you mentioned that one of the advantages of working for Stern aside from just being, you know, the the industry leader is really the pace at which they're able to put out games. So really, what what does a timeline for a game like this look like really like from the time you guys have your first meeting of the minds of okay this is the machine we're going to make to the the point it's sitting in someone's living room or their their their, their basement?
1: Uh we started having so I finished up a pinball machine called Jurassic Park uh, at the beginning of summer of last year, and right about a month before that game release, I had come up the uh, the design for Avengers because I had a little bit of downtime, and so yeah, I I catted it all out. We kind of you know built the hand by bending metal and you know just drilling into a blank piece of wood. You know we. Tested out a few of the shots. So by the time of end of summer last year, we, uh, the game was pretty much designed, and uh, we were just waiting for you know the, the prototype parts and everything to come in, and then the programmers to get to work. So it was. Probably about 13 months, which uh, it's a little bit shorter. I think usually 14, 15 are what we granted, but uh, this game uh, had a, a release date of summer, so we were, we were kind of rushed. rush. But then COVID happened, so we ended up getting pushed back a month anyway, so it almost kind of evened up. But uh, you're looking at you know a little over a year for uh, Concept to in people's homes. It's not, uh, it's not
0: bad at all. Um,
1: no, I think that's important because you don't want to get stuck on a project for years. Uh, but you also don't want it to be too quick and you just, you don't get to fully realize it. So, it's a nice balance. I think Stern has a nice balance of time and cadence of release.
0: So so you mentioned a little bit of your process there, but how do you start designing a game like this? I mean, th- these are exceptionally complicated pieces of machinery. So I mean, where, where does that even start? What does that process look like?
1: I just kind of visualize some shots in my head because, you know, obviously, you know, pinball is about shooting targets, so... I was like, what can I bring from the Avengers world into a pinball machine? So, uh, one of my favorite characters is Dr. Strange and his little sling ring thing. I was like, how, you know, how can I, uh, make something like this in a a pinball machine? So I was like, okay, so a a big spinning disc, you hit it with the ball, it starts spinning, then it opens up this portal. So, you know, what happens when you spin the disc, it opens up and reveals a brand new shot that wasn't available before you shoot it in there and that it's going to simulate Dr. Strange sending you through his time portal to battle the Black Order, uh, Another major uh, piece on there is the Avengers Tower, which is basically a 90-degree ramp with a magnet on it. So when you shoot that in there towards the top of the landing strip, it just grabs it and does a show a presentation, gives you points, and then drops it back down to your flipper. Uh, so those, those are the two things I, I really, uh, uh, based, on, uh, based on the comics, is like two important things in my mind that I could easily... Uh, convert to some kind of mechanical device
0: those are, those are both really interesting um devices I, I thought again watching the trailers that the the spinning the spinning disk, and then the fact that it raises up like it does kind of setting up that secondary play area and then yeah i thought the, the magnet grabbing the ball was just very cool that was
1: yeah it's funny the first time people play that it catches them off guard because it's at something like that's never been done before usually you know you, you shoot a ball at the ramp it goes around and you know it comes out some other place this one just. Grabs it uh, while well, in midair and just drops it right back at you. So yeah, it, it's very cool. I think.
0: Yeah. So obviously this is a a uh, licensed product. Um, so what was what was Marvel's level of involvement? You know, were they really kind of keeping an eye on the big picture? Were they kind of down in the trenches with you guys?
1: Uh, there were so much down in the trenches with us that they were definitely um, wanted us to kind of follow they were worried that we would make something too convoluted for pinball they wanted us to keep it simple uh, they, they're the ones that suggested a fighting game because we had done that with Deadpool We're And like okay yeah we'll, we'll, uh, we'll kind of follow that that guideline um, you know one of the problems we have is so much of their comic art is done by different artists so uh, it was kind of a back and forth of what we can use what we can't use what we can do with it uh, so they were very involved with that uh, they did all the voices themselves um, I think a lot of the voices for from the cartoon, and um, yeah, it was actually a lot of fun working with them. We have eleven different voices in there, and you can tell those guys love their jobs. That, that made it fun.
0: I'm sure it, it's it's just really funny to me that you mentioned that Marvel didn't want to make make it too convoluted, and I the thought of being too convoluted for comic books is just something that rarely crosses, I think, anyone's mind. <laughs> Comics are just. <laughs> They're, they're known for their sometimes intentional, sometimes accidental uh, over-complexity.
1: When, when I first approached them with some, a couple of story ideas, they were like, no, no, that sounds weird. No, that sounds complicated. Just <laughs> just do this. Just have them fighting the Black Order. Just have, you know, Thanos just kind of lurking about and the, the, he'll pop in now and then to uh, to take you one-on-one. So it's like, it actually, it worked out great because it's true. You don't need some super complex story to play pinball you just you know go in there kick some butt get out of there with the gem. you're good
0: nice uh so you mentioned artists were there any particular artists uh you guys were able to work with on this on this machine
1: no yeah, we have our own artists uh jeremy packer he did uh all the artwork on the cabinet and the play field uh the 2d art on the the lcd screen was uh, done by the marvel artists I, I don't know who did what uh like i said they were kind of just this you can use this you can't use and they they sent us the ones we could use. Uh, I don't know who did them. But, okay. Uh, yeah, our own artist, uh, who he does all our Marvel games, and they love him, and he's very talented, as you can see.
0: Yeah, I mean, the game looks just beautiful, um, and I mean, overall, but especially in terms of the art, I was very impressed with with just comics wise how on model and and whatnot the the all the characters were and how everything looked. It was it's really a, just a very appealing uh, pinball.
1: Yeah, see, so he did uh, the art for Deadpool, too. So he, he had a, a working relationship with Marvel. They knew him. He knows what they look for. And so this went pretty smoothly, actually. They, they didn't have a problem with anything he did. So, uh, that part was... Super smooth.
0: Nice. So we may have kind of touched on this a little bit, but what what are you? What is your favorite element from this game? What are, and kind of what, what are the the technical achievement that you're most proud of?
1: Uh, the technical achievement I'm most proud of is the entire uh, subway system. The fact that because uh, spinning discs have been done a lot in pinball, but none have ever raised up and become uh, a different shot. And then so the ball goes down into the little portal tunnel, there, and there's clear windows on the playfield with uh, RGB lighting, so you can see the balls as they're traveling through the portal. With different light effects going on. Uh, that that was, uh, That's something that we haven't done. We haven't done anything like that in quite a while, uh, but uh, something that we, we were able to get in there along with, you know, four ramps and all this other stuff in there. We, we really crammed a lot in there for a, a single game.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, there, there, there's a lot going on, but I mean, it, it looks like it just a ton of fun.
1: Yeah, uh, all my Friends who played it Oh man, I just love the way this thing shoots. It's so fast. So I was like, Yeah, it's exactly what I was going for. Just something, uh, you know, something that's really fun to shoot, but it also has a couple devices you interact with uh, that kind of throw the ball out of control. So it adds, adds a little risk reward. And uh, I don't know, just, uh, it's nice and balanced, I think.
0: Nice. Um, so, Keith, is there anything else about the game that you would like the audience to, to know?
1: Yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure your, your audience is very familiar with the comics. So uh, uh, about the game itself, uh, for me, it was a learning experience, getting to know these comics. And it's like, hey, these are actually really cool. And uh, I'm actually uh, pretty excited if I uh, do another comic game. I'll uh, um, definitely uh, not consider it a kid's game when I first get it. And you can say, wow, this is actually a whole, you know, obviously – Podcasters listen to you. Everyone, is, it's just <laughs> such a, a wide demographic of people who actually do this. And now that I've done uh, this game, I, I look and I see adults wearing Captain America's shields, Hulk shirts, you know, shield shirts, whatever. It's like, wow, this really is huge and i I didn't i don't think i appreciate that the scope of this when i first started on it it wasn't until i actually started looking and paying attention that this game uh, brought all this to my attention
0: yeah i mean things have changed a lot like i said i I got into comics in college um in back in 2007 so that was even before the first iron man film came out so i've gotten a chance to see kind of how this has changed and it really is impressive how universal so much of this has become which is it's been a lot of fun to watch um you know I mean, everything for the films and whatnot to you know pinball machines which is a, a great new not new but a great way for uh people to to further experience the, the yeah, stories yeah
1: and hopefully we can get some uh you know cross-divide there will we'll send some pinball people to the comics world and some comics people to the <laughs> pinball world
0: absolutely so speaking of, of trying to bring some uh, some comics people to the uh the pinball world you know I, I would be remiss if i didn't ask someone of your abilities of any just just you know kind of basic tips or tricks for pinball techniques for those of us who are uh, of the novice experience level if you will
1: there are many uh on youtube there are many good like beginners uh videos there's a uh a channel called Dead Flip, and he he goes and shows you a lot of the basic flipper skills that you would need for, uh, you know, very you know very uh, approachable and just stuff that applies through all games. So I recommend checking out that channel. Um, but once, you know, once you kind of look at that and get the idea of, you know, the funny thing is about pinball is, you know, you get to control the flippers and flip the ball, but actually the, the less you do that, the more controlled you are. So I think when people first start playing pinball, they just immediately flip, 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 but, uh, but if you uh, actually if you watch the expert players they, they flip very rarely they make sure the ball is completely under control somewhere before they flip. Now that's just something you' gonna, you're gonna pick up with experience but yeah there's all kinds of YouTube uh, how to play pinball. There's a uh, pinball 101 a DVD that I did myself uh, 10 years ago or so. Uh, you can probably find that. Secondary markets somewhere. Uh, yeah, there's just plenty of good uh, tips out there, I and mean, the great thing is, you know, you'll look at it, you'll go, huh, oh, okay," then you'll you'll try it, and he's like, "Okay, I got that." Then you'll you'll move on to more advanced stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I presume it's you playing pinball in the uh, the Stern trailers. You playing yeah, the machine
1: yeah. For, yeah. for this one? Yes.
0: Yes, yeah, I, I did notice that. You know, there was a lot of um, control and, and you know, very um, specific
1: use of the flippers. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, just so, you know, the number one thing about pinball, the easiest way to make a shot is what we call a cradle where the ball is stopped at the flipper you let it go and then you flip because that's a slow nice feed you get Where if you shoot it on the fly then you the, the shot window's narrow on your timing so that's one of the things you, you'll learn pretty quick oh if i you know trap up the ball before i flip it's much more controlled and i have more time to react and uh, yeah that's probably what you're seeing and noticing there even though uh i was doing all that with a camera in front of me so it was really uh, <laughs> kind of tough to do
0: i can understand that but,
1: yeah, they're like, here, make this shot. Uh, I can't see, so you're gonna have to tell me if I make it or not. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh so I do have one last question. This is actually requested um by my, my boss at work. You know, and obviously we we are we are talking about the the Marvel uh our Marvel our game here, but uh he was really curious, um, you know, and someone at, at your level, um, what your favorite machine kind of of all time is and uh and and why.
1: Ooh. That's a tough one. I assume you mean one I didn't do. Um, I would say it's The Walking Dead. Um, I a long time ago I was super into that show. Not so much now. And I've I've always been a big zombie person. And The Walking Dead was just it just brought it all to me. I, I felt like I was in this, this zombie world. And I still love that machine today. And it's probably seven or eight years old, but I, I still love it. So uh, that would be my answer. I've been playing pinball a long time. You know that answer changes every few years, but I'm sure the game that keeps, the game that keeps bringing me back. Is Walking Dead. I'll, I'll never sell it.
0: Very cool. Well, Keith, again, it was a, a pleasure to have you on the show. Really enjoyed talking about this. People who are interested, where can they find out more about uh, this pinball?
1: You can go to sternpinball.com. Uh, if you want to see more gameplay footage, you can go to Dead Flip on uh, YouTube. He, he streams the game a lot and posts videos, so you can check it out in action. Um, yeah, there you go.
0: All right. Well, okay. Keith, thank you for, for, for joining us.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. Hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, Let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it.